we are recording. Hi everyone and happy new year. And welcome to Varsity Switchboard for Lent 2021. <laughs> Christ, the year didn't even pass, I'm so tired. Hang on, hang on, compose. Welcome to Varsity Switchboard for Lent 2021. And we are your podcast producers for this term. Eliza's at home. I'm staying here in Cambridge. So we are here to give you Cambridge from home and Cambridge from Cambridge in a term where, sadly, everything has gone online. The beloved Mayball band Colonel Spanky's Love Ensemble putting it a lot better than we could. It really does feel like we ain't got no home. So we're hoping that amongst the Zoom fatigue, you can switch off and feel at home when you tune in to Switchboard. We're going to do our best to bring the Cambridge Prep queue to your listening ears. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode seven of Switchboard, where we are going to be talking about love in lockdown post valentine's day (laughs) but into week five blues so a time when i'm sure everyone could be using some uplifting and lovely news about cambridge in this week's episode we go from the comical to from what amber tells me genuinely wholesome and heartwarming we're basically going to go from some classic tinder fails that too many people at this university have experienced to probably the most adorable couple that i've ever met in my life um, and making a little pass through rag blind date. Uh, Eliza and I went on a, on a rag blind double date and hopefully that's something people can relate to over the last week as well. I do wonder if it's almost like we pimped ourselves out for this. I mean, we <laughs> did. We did. And that's acceptable. <laughs> I think for the purposes of hard hitting journalism. Definitely. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> and we made some, we made some lovely friends. It was all very, um, very wholesome and, and a fitting kind of way to interact during lockdown. So it was altogether enjoyable. This is just an excuse to make ourselves feel loved. Yeah. In That's all this is. Very true, because we get to we get to just chat to everyone. Having just said how happy we are with our um like ability to connect with people in Cambridge um through this show. Now on to how some people have been completely failing to do so via Tinder. So Erin wrote an article for our rivals, The Tab, asking Cambridge students to send in their Tinder messages. And you called it an insight into when nervous chat collides with academic rigor, which I thought was a really wonderful way to put it, kind of summed it up. Are you on Tinder? Have you ever used Tinder in Cambridge? I actually haven't because I'm in a relationship, but I've kind of stood by a lot of my friends and our group chat's just constantly filled with screenshots. And that's kind of where I got a lot of my material from, actually. The title of my article is We Ask Cambridge Students. And I did ask more than just within my friends, but really there was just quite a lot going on in that group chat I thought everyone needs to know. <laughs> I mean, do you think the Cambridge Tinder scene is particularly bad? Like from your friends, have they said it's, it's shockingly worse here? I think there's something about Cambridge where because everyone is so academic and really developed in kind of that side of their life, often maybe, you know, oh gosh, it's going to sound awful, but maybe the flirting, dating side isn't as developed because you often find, I, I, I find in Cambridge that there are just quite a lot of characters, to be honest, <laughs> and people 
from all around the place that you probably would never have encountered at normal unis where maybe the scene is sort of big party scene, big social scene. And I think probably just because Cambridge doesn't have that huge social scene as their selling point. I mean, we're all here to do our degrees pretty much. That side of things may not be as developed. <laughs> and there's also the thing that everyone knows everyone here. So you can't mm. go on these like dating apps without, you know, seeing a friend of a friend within two minutes. Exactly. There's always collateral damage. There, <laughs> there just always is. Well, I guess that's why I'm kind of amazed that people are willing to fire off like not bad pickup lines, but really shocking ones because there's always the, yeah. the risk that it's going to come back. Someone you know will kind of see that and that's really... Well, the number of duplicates. Yeah, the number of duplicate lines from the same person that I had, but I obviously couldn't put them all in because that would just be boring you reading the same pickup lines. There are some people out there who really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and they just also, they're sending it off so it doesn't feel as special to the person receiving it if they're just sending off the same kind of standard yeah but you're right it is kind of amazing how they don't care <laughs> when everyone knows everyone kind of thing yeah well that's the thing that i i think is the main source of nervousness using those platforms like around cambridge because everyone knows everyone there's always the chance it will it will backfire but mm-hmm. you know you gotta find you know you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take and all that so you've got to <laughs> I guess there's, I guess that it does work if you fire off all these yeah. messages. I was going to ask, like, what's the worst pickup line you saw? Oh, there are some that I really couldn't put in <laughs> that were kind of really, really graphic and sexual and just kind of just straight to the point. I mean, at least they're declaring their intentions quite early on, but oh, I don't know if that's okay for me to. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Of, the, of the article, I quite like seize the means of reproduction. Just, oh yeah, I think that that one came up a couple of times actually. The academic kind of use of these pickup lines is is quite funny. I wonder if people mm. are liking that. I love it work. though. Yeah. Yeah, I love it though. You wouldn't get that anywhere else, I think. <laughs> it's unique to like Cambridge. So yeah. I was going to ask, like, do you have any advice for how the kind of bachelors of Cambridge could improve their Tinder game, or do you think we should all just keep Ooh. like with the yeah, strange well. Cambridge chat? <laughs> I think they sh- they need to keep the strange Cambridge chat. Honestly, it's <laughs> it's so funny, and I like. I think that's what makes the Cambridge Tinder scene unique. I mean, yeah. where I live, I'm not going to get anyone making Marx jokes or <laughs> I don't know <laughs> things like that. But I do think never change weird Cambridge boys. Never change. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I guess it is a an interesting thing about being Cambridge. Everyone's knowing everyone really strange kind of chat but it it makes it unique Mm. i was also going to ask like in this episode we're kind of looking at people's general kind of love for cambridge and i was going to ask are you a your first year yeah so you've how long have you been writing for the tab like could you tell me about kind of your love of journalism or of kind of tabloid writing yeah i mean i only started this term i think in first term i wanted to focus more on actually settling in Mm. i've was too caught up in that side of things to even think about what I could be doing outside just my degree and making friends but yeah I think I well I do English so I really do like writing and I think also because I'm from Homerton I'm quite far away from things I, I mean I know we always make jokes distance jokes but it is true you are mm-hmm. I mean if I go into town it's like an event of the week mm-hmm. kind of thing 
the fact that I call it town as well and for the central colleges it's just do you want to go outside <laughs> kind of thing but and I really wanted to be part of more of the wider Cambridge community and not feel so far away and detached I think so that's why I joined mainly and that's really it I just I felt quite far away and so I wanted to be part of the central community a bit more and that's how and it's been really good so far meeting everyone and everyone is just so lovely and takes care of each other so with online term like it's so important to have those sorts of things now because I mean you've mm. attached at Homerton but now everyone's at home like, yeah but even further kind of away yeah yeah it obviously it, it's something to do outside your degree and obviously that's going to take time out but I do think it's important to do other things as well because one it helps you structure your day knowing that I have say a meeting at five then I suppose it makes me be more efficient during the day but also you know we've been kind of deprived quite a lot of the wider uni experience and things like formals and balls that otherwise we would have been getting I mean the only side of the Cambridge life well not the only side but one of the main things about Cambridge is that we've also got balls and formals which is actually just unique to Cambridge and maybe that's why the tinder scene has picked up as well (laughs) because people are kind of you know we can't go to anything to do yeah and I found um with quite a lot of my friends people would send these like crazy one-liners because they probably they were in isolation no they're not going to meet them so there will be no consequence kind of thing (laughs) that is so brilliant yeah I it's it's so interesting I think the Cambridge Tinder scene has always been a bit strange but it seems Mm. to have gotten a lot weirder in the past yeah yeah but perhaps that's just a way for everyone to cope with feeling a bit disconnected and an inability to meet new people like at Cindy's like you normally would Mm. Mm. So now moving on from total Tinder fails to potential rag loveliness, um, come along with Eliza and I as we went on our double rag blind date with the lovely Ellie and Alice from Tit Hall. In an attempt not to make it quite so artificial and contrived, we all began by bonding over just how weird it is to fill out a rag blind date form. One of the ideas I had when we got the rag blind date forms was because I was like, wouldn't it be genius if you just wrote all of the lyrics to the, you know, the Pina Colada song? Like, Escape, like, if you like Pina Coladas, that one. She wrote down as the answers to all the Ragline Date questions, all of the lyrics to that. Someone else in the whole university must have had that same idea, right? Like, chances are someone else will have thought of that. And then you could match the two people who just wrote the exact same answers and just have terrible taste in humour. <laughs> um, and I, I really regret not having done that because I think that would have been really funny and I think you would have met up with someone and you would have been like wow you'd have to do the meeting that comes at the end of the song exactly <laughs> it was you all right. along kind of thing and then, you just, and then you would it would it would be really poetic and I feel like you'd have the same level of just terrible chat that you'd walk in the room and you'd be like wow <laughs> my, my future wife <laughs> hello it's so hard like icebreakers on like a rag blind date like it's hard to do you go for like a really formal like actual icebreaker and be like so what course what's like college stuff I always feel like, course college yeah like I always feel like you should go for something a bit roguer 
just so it's not it doesn't feel as forced what would be your rogue icebreaker what's your favorite shrek film Ooh, that's a good one <laughs> something it's something that you can should should tell you a lot about the person but the question yeah. still kind of like throws you off like if they say shrek 4 then you should probably just like avoid yeah, I was just about to say Shrek 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're like, no, evacuate. I think our friendship's over. <laughs> well, I th- I'll, I'll explain this. I think Shrek 2 is a better film. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed, I think Shrek 2 is the best. But I really enjoy Shrek 4. You should not be judged for that. In fact, we should love that you gave that your best try and that you were honest. Well, it's just, it's just strange because you don't want to go too, like, deep with someone. Especially because everyone in Cambridge knows each other. You don't want to start, like, I know that my rag blind date form last year, my friend filled it out. And she wrote some really awful things. And then the person who got me was a mutual friend. And I was just sat there the week before, like, I can't believe someone I vaguely know has read all this stuff about me and thinks, like, I'm, I'm awful or, like, strange. <laughs> The preconception no one needs and it's because people also when you're in Cambridge have preconceptions already so you'll see someone goes to a certain college and you're like oh or they do a certain extracurricular and you're like oh they must know this person or they must do this and it's just like no you kind of I'd kind of rather have a complete clean slate in a way I'm trying to think why I signed up like last year yeah why did you guys sign up this year I think I think me and Annie had talked about it like ages ago like signing up like whether we're going to do blind date this year but I don't know I just kind of wanted to meet people because like it's so hard to meet people at the moment Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't like since the beginning of September I haven't spoken to anyone new other than maybe like a few people doing my subject in the year below Mm. we take for granted like last year how you could just meet like any club night you just meet hundreds of new people it is strange. Like, I kind of forgot it was Valentine's Day till, till I saw all the campuses of people talking about how miserable they were that they weren't in a relationship. And I was like, oh, I forgot Valentine's Day was kind of happening. And it's because you don't get the whole, like, you get it in Sainsbury's, but usually there's such an onslaught of romantic things in all shops, like yeah. everything pink and red and all the marketing. Yeah. I was quite surprised at all the campuses of people just being, like, so sad about not being in a relationship. And I don't know whether it's just because, just because I've had it, just because I've been in a relationship and I'm in a relationship, whether that makes me think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Whereas for other people, it seems like a really big deal to be alone on Valentine's Day. And me and my boyfriend don't do anything for Valentine's Day. He's at uni. I'm at home. We watch Star Wars in the evening with his house. Mm-hmm. It was like the least romantic thing ever. <laughs> but I didn't know whether I just devalue Valentine's Day because I'm already confident and assured of that love kind of thing. Like, I don't need to, and I don't need to feel sad that I don't have it. I think kind of this year, because everyone's feeling a bit lonelier anyway, because we've not got that social contact. So, like, people feel like on Valentine's Day that they just want that other person to talk to. I mean... I know quite a lot of my friends from home were in relationships through the first lockdown and I kind of felt a bit sort of jealous of them that they had someone that they were like texting every day and talking to every day and that they just you know they had all this time for and it did kind of make me feel a little bit I guess left out and lonely Mm. that I didn't have that with anyone. Definitely but I've also heard from my friends in relationships that like having to text someone every day when nothing's going on like kills the relationship. (laughs) 
um and they were just like I can't text her anymore like she asked me what I'm doing I'm like I'm doing nothing I'm sitting at home <laughs> I don't know what to say um so I guess like I found it quite freeing like being single during lockdown it's like one of the first times in my life when I was like I'm not talking to anyone at all and I'm just gonna like be by myself but yeah no now I guess it has like dragged on because it's been almost a year it's such a weird thing because it's like I had kind of the opposite where my relationship was kind of created in lockdown and kind of like because of lockdown because it had been a really complicated year before that and it was kind of like ah well we're both bored we both had nothing to do let's FaceTime you know like and then and then it kind of came out of that but I think it also depends like bring back the whole Valentine's Day thing a lot of this depends on how you um how you perceive love in a way like the kind of whole love languages thing quite big on like gift giving and kind of words of affirmation and all of that then Valentine's Day is a really big deal because it's like this is how I can this is how I feel like I am expressing my love to you like in the way that I understand but if you're generally more about like what's it called it's called like acts of service which is literally just like making your cup of tea and this is like this is how I show my love to you here we go (laughs) cup of tea um so I feel like and that and things like that and like quality time are the things you don't really get in lockdown so I think it really depends on how it's it tells you a lot about how you function Mm. as a relationship so like again like boyfriend and I've been living in the same room for over two months in college seeing barely anyone else and it's very much like it shows if anything how normality how like it doesn't, not every day needs to be a massive big deal. Not every day has to be special. You know, like little things can be just as special as massive kind of over the top gifts. Yeah. I only heard about love languages for the first time the other day. Like I just, I just hadn't heard of them. Everyone was saying apparently they're on TikTok or something. And like, that's where loads of people were talking about them. But I think it's so interesting because people who are very reliant on like physical contact, like some people who hug their friends every time they see them, like, lockdown is almost harder like a zoom is a worse replacement for them whereas if you're someone who just enjoys the actual conversation i guess you don't need that physical element zoom is a better replacement like maybe people are struggling more or less based on based on their love language but like also towards their friends yeah like i definitely know i i don't know like i have kind of become a lot more of an introvert since lockdown just because i kind of don't really i don't really feel the need to see anyone else i'm just kind of like i'm very happy in my little my little self bubble which is really weird to anyone who kind of knows me but um I've definitely found that there are some people that I can communicate with really well on zoom like the friend like friendship groups that kind of work really well on zoom and others like people who I live with we all went on a massive zoom and halfway through my friend texted me and she was like oh my god how are we friends with these people this chat is so dead everyone sounds so bored this is the worst hour of my life like how is this happening and it's just because none no one is like a zoom person like it just didn't Mm. everyone everyone is so because especially because we're a group that very much like everyone just talks over each other and it's just really loud and it's just a lot of noise (laughs) all in one direction it was just a zoom a zoom format just does not work you can't i feel like on zoom you can't just get the same sort of bouncing off each other that you can get in person it's it's harder just to get that conversation going and like if there's a a silence it's I feel think it's just so much more awkward on zoom than it is in person like in person it just kind of works 
No, it's true. I mean, it goes back to like that awkward icebreaker thing. Like you almost want to have something prepared to fill the silence <laughs> of when like the Zoom first starts. You're like, what do we say? <laughs> I guess also like you don't realise when you see people in person, you kind of affirm one another. Whereas like if you're just texting people, it's kind of more difficult to do that and show love for your friends. Yeah, I honestly find messaging so hard. I just will not initiate a conversation online. And then I feel bad because I feel like I'm kind of neglecting people. But I'm, I just can't say, oh, hey, how are you doing? How's term for you? Like, it just makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> and then it's, even if someone like sends me a message, I have to spend like half an hour building up to replying. I'm like, hang on, what can I say? How can I make this conversation carry on? Or how can I end this conversation? <laughs> It's strange because like I'd say you were really chatty in like real life. I definitely feel like my almost my personality is a bit different over Zoom and stuff. I'm I feel like I'm a lot quieter. Um I don't really sort of jump into conversations as much on Zoom as I would mm. like normally where I could probably just like do the whole conversation myself in <laughs> person. It's online I'm sort of sat here like, oh I don't know I don't know what to say, I don't wanna like talk over anyone. Unfortunately, we only made friends on our rag blind date. <laughs> but some people, it sounds like, have genuinely found love during lockdown. Now we're going to hear from the ever adorable Noah and Maya, who genuinely just melted all of my soul and my heart and proceeded to me having a go at my boyfriend for about 10 minutes of being inferior. <laughs> Hiya. Do you both want to introduce yourselves? Hi. Do you want to go first? Okay, uh, I'm Maya, my pronouns are she, her. I'm at Medwoods and I study history and Spanish. I'm Noah, my pronouns are he, they. I'm also at Medwoods and I study French and Italian. That's yeah. so jazzy. All the MMLers I know study French and Spanish. I've never heard Italian before. Fake fans. I nearly did French and Spanish. That's what we love. That's what <laughs> we love. So really basic, basic relationship question that anyone who's been in a relationship is sick of, sick of answering. How did you guys meet? Beautiful story. It's quite a fun story. It was quite fun. We met literally on the first day of university because we had like a flying start program for um, MML students and they had a film night in some random underground room of Medwoods. (laughs) But yeah, I walked in. There you were, Maya, sat on an ugly sofa. Thanks. But I thought you were cute. The sofa was ugly for you. I was not. You actually. were cute. <laughs> yeah, and then we, we, we had some drama in the beginning of our relationship because being very awkward, we were both like, is this platonic? Is this not platonic? And we spent like many weeks sleeping in each other's beds and still wondering if it was platonic. Yeah, we would just watch Buffy and snuggle and yeah. then be like, oh, it's too late to go back to your room. Just up some here. stairs? That's too oh. hard. Too hard. So yeah, but we were like, what is this? <laughs> Just friendship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at the end of Michaelmas, finally, eventually, <laughs> we went to Spoons after our Christmas formal and got drunk. And it was just us who went to Spoons because our <laughs> friends were tired. <laughs> we were just there. We were like, I'm "Like, hey, do you want a date? Yeah, maybe. Finally, <laughs> two months later. But yeah, oh, I love that so much. No, my my relationship is the same. It's just kind of like we were technically. For a year, there was something. It wasn't a thing, yeah. something. So I don't really know what to call it. Oh, what a what a mood, completely. Obviously, you guys had already been together for a little while before the world went to went to crap. 
which is good. You basically had some like foundation to kind of work off. But how was how was it kind of going into the first lockdown? Were you guys together? Were you guys apart? What was what was happening? It, yeah, it was it was hard. We were apart. We kind of obviously like left Cambridge knowing that it, things were gonna the be weird. Was so I stayed at Noah's for like a few days after we left uni. Then I went home and then we were like separated for most of the first lockdown until like June. Which was uh... Yeah, I think like we were saying like the hardest thing about it was not like knowing when you were going to see each other, like not having a date to look forward to. I do think that's a good thing about the lockdowns now. There's like a deadline. There's an end to it in sight. Yeah. But we, it was just like an endless period of time where we yeah. didn't know. Didn't know when it'd see you again. <laughs> <laughs> we would like, we would call a lot. Like most of FaceTime. And we had, we had like little, on, on our like month anniversary, every month on the 6th, we'd like book in a little like Zoom dinner, which was cute. Yeah. <laughs> we'd order something. Yeah. And we'd just reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did a lot of like WhatsApp face calls. We'd like fall asleep on call together. <laughs> not to be and then I'd wake up in the morning and your phone had died and I'd be like oh I'm <laughs> or your phone would die in the middle of the night and it would make like wake me up to this really loud beeping <laughs> there are there are some downfalls to that yeah, yeah. It it's all very wholesome until the phone runs out of battery <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no completely I think it's especially because you basically have to get used to a whole new format really quickly and so but then you you did see each other again yeah fine yeah good times because Maya lives in Brighton and I live in Southampton so it's like an hour hour-ish drive so when the restrictions started like lifting lifting I'd drive on over in my little car and I'd wave at you and like the first few times I saw you I couldn't touch you and it was very depressing it was very angsty <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. we'd like sit opposite ends of the picnic blanket in my garden oh I love that eventually then like I got to stay at mine's for a few weeks and then you came to mine yeah and then we just kind of went back and forth a bit yeah that's really vibey especially like it was I find summer such a weird thing to think about like it was sunny you could see people without feeling horrific amounts of guilt yeah a different time so and obviously then came back to uni and you guys both at medwards so you got to kind of be together for term and term was vaguely are you guys in the same household what's what was the vibe during term we're literally in a house yeah Maya's commandeered my bedroom we put two beds into it yeah we moved my bed in there (laughs) yeah so luckily we were like in the same household I don't I think it it must be so hard for people who aren't in the same households because it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous to expect like people in a relationship not to see each other at all or touch each other so we were like very lucky with that but then there were also definitely like difficult moments um because it's quite hard when you're stuck inside all the time and you're trying to find this balance because normally you'd like you'd like go out to do to your lectures or like go out to see friends and then it's not really like it's not really the same kind you of have level. a reason to not be in the same yeah so now hours <laughs> Day. yeah so now it's like it's kind of like finding that balance of like you you technically have all the time in the world to spend t- together but that's probably not the most healthy thing in some <laughs> situations no because you need like you know you need some time apart so yeah. it's also been like finding that balance and finding the balance of like being able to work <laughs> yeah I have very like 
hypo-re ADHD vibes, um, chaotic, some might say. Some might say. And so I'll just be there like, I've done five minutes. <laughs> oh, my mind has gone. And I'll be like, Maya, should we have a chat? And she'll be like, no, I have an essay due in three seconds. Leave me alone. And I'm like, and then over like five minutes later, oh, Maya, I've caught you were there. Should we have another chat? And she's like, no. <laughs> I need to study. It is a balance. I've been living in the same room as my boyfriend since the start of the Christmas holidays. And it got to a point where my, my friend was there. And she was like, so every day, just him, every day. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's all right, actually. Good. Yeah. It's good time. Definitely much prefer being together than apart <laughs> yeah it's, it's nicer to find the balance of not yeah. having too much than too little definitely <laughs> so again like obviously it's different between relationships and friends and family and, and all of that but kind of when you're trying to feel close to people and still feel like you know when you can't touch them when you can't necessarily be with them have you guys found any kind of good ways to feel like you are still close to people despite everything yeah quizzes quizzes everyone loves a good quiz except probably not anymore i think we're all sick of quizzes it definitely like i found i find it quite difficult because i have like three younger siblings and like not like being away from them and not being able to see them and kind of feeling this like guilt that i worry that they think i've just like left and abandoned them because obviously not being able to like visit and them not being able to come up it's just like this big chunk of time where you don't see each other and i get like regular messages through my mom's phone from my brother of like pictures of me and my siblings and he's like we love you don't ever forget us <laughs> and I'm like I'm not I promise <laughs> but um definitely like facetimes he's been learning he's five so he's been learning like phonics so he'll call me up and like read his recent book which is very cute but yeah we have like little, little family calls <clears throat> I've yeah. sent a lot of letters over mm. I'm locked down get out my little quill the wax seals I have a wax seal set so everyone no way. gets a, a very impressive stamp. So cool. <laughs> my God. No, I love that. It is just about finding whatever. And it kind of, I find, I like letters as well because it just makes it feel a bit more personal, you know? Mm. Like you could text like anyone, but you can, you don't know everyone's address. You don't know where everyone lives. You only know where special people live. <laughs> It's really exciting as well, like getting a letter in the post. Like in the first lockdown, we'd send each other love letters. Not to be, <laughs> be cringy, but it was really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we'd like, like send each other like clothes and like spray them with our like cologne and perfume. <laughs> Don't hate me. But that's really nice. Oh, I love this so much. <laughs> Revitalized my spirit. <laughs> I sent you poems. Yeah. I love that. I'm now going to have to go have a go at my boyfriend being crap in comparison, <laughs> as I should. Move away from my my general love. I love your love. This is this service is about love in lockdown, and I I love the love that you have in lockdown. <laughs> just, I think you are probably the most adorable people I've ever seen in my life, and that's just what I've what I've decided at this moment. Thank you. <laughs> I is adorable. Awesome. Okay. okay to round this off before i descend into a puddle of generation <laughs> and cuteness what are your kind of general words of wisdom for relationships during this just genuinely really weird time whether it's being together or being apart like what are you what's your wisdom like obviously like message each other a lot but also like find a balance obviously depends like whether you're like apart or together but either way there's definitely like a 
a balance that needs to be found and also just finding kind of like like new ways to make things exciting like like yeah like new ways to kind of like like we were saying like letters that's something you don't send when you're like that's something you don't do when you're together all the time yeah and for our like year anniversary I got this box of like 52 date ideas so you have like a weekly date night and I think when you're like locked Mm. locked down together it's quite cute to have like something to look forward to and to like make it feel special again when you can't go anywhere Mm. pick out a little thing each week open up the little envelope do them sometimes (laughs) when we don't have essays get out of trackies for the first time in like three months yeah I'm still in (laughs) as you should be you know what as you should be oh that's amazing thank you guys so much for coming and trying beyond me just completely melting at the sight of both of them we heard about how Noah and Maya would write letters to each other and think of new kind of creative ways to stay connected during these various lockdowns so now as our little plug for the week we're going to hear from the Queen's Art Festival, which is really excitingly happening very, very soon, and hear a little bit about people, how people are staying creative. I'm Ben, and I'm one of the co-presidents of the Queen's Arts Festival. This year, the festival is asking questions about what it means to be part of and exist in a community. How do communities form and engage with power structures, culture, collective and personal identity, the built environment and nature? In order to adapt to national restrictions, we've moved the 2021 festival online. On the 28th of March, our zine, which will contain student work, short essays and interactive features, will be available for pre-order. On the 5th of March, we will release our virtual exhibition, with featured works and interviews available across our social media. On the 6th of March will be our art night, which will include a panel discussion, conversations with the artists and art masterclasses. Submissions for the digital festival have closed, but submissions for the physical festival, which we hope will take place at the beginning of Easter term, are open until the 21st of March. It was so great to hear about how students are still expressing their love for their creative outlets. Um, As a nice end to the episode, next week, continuing on this theme, we're going to be looking at LGBT History Month and all of the different events that are going on in Cambridge, as well as students' experiences and some LGBT history. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find more information on this episode and on next week's episode at all of our socials. And we hope that the week five blues aren't hitting you too hard. Until then, here's our music from New Music Cambridge. This week, we're featuring music by Eve Machen, who is a third year MML student at St John's. You can find her music on SoundCloud at M underscore A-C-H-I-N. This is her gorgeous cover of Man of Oil by Animal Collective.